Welcome to Reach, your platform to connect with other executive assistants and acquire game-changing knowledge and perspective. Reach is designed to inspire your workday, guide you through pivotal moments in your career, and transform you into the executive assistant you've always wanted to be. Hello and welcome to another episode of Reach. I am your host, Jessica Van, founder and CEO of Maven Recruiting Group. And today we are joined by Meg George. Hi, Meg. Hi, nice Hi. to be here. It's so great to have you here. Uh, Meg is the former executive assistant to the founder of Coinbase and Paradigm. She's also been the executive assistant to the managing director of InMotion Ventures. And currently, Meg is the events, facilities, and operations manager at Even, which is a fintech company based here in Oakland. And Even's primary focus is their uh, app called the Even app, which is an employee benefit that employers are making available to their employees to basically allow them to access their paychecks earlier Right. So that if they're, you know, facing a, a large expense or for whatever reason that they need some liquidity, that it actually allows them to tap into those funds earlier than their next pay, payday cycle would, would be. Right. It eliminates the need for people to go out and get payday loans with those insane interest rates. So it, it just gives you access to your own money whenever you need it in the pay cycle. Amazing. Yeah. We're trying to, to break that paycheck to paycheck cycle of, of living that so many people experience in the U.S. and that speaks to a much larger problem, but we're kind of focusing on this one piece of the pie to remedy it for you know, millions of people across the country. Today, we are going to be talking with Meg about something I think that is super important and super relevant to all of us who uh, live in the Bay Area, and just even more broadly, but we'll be discussing the interplay between executive support and office support roles and technology. So living in Silicon Valley and at the epicenter of technology innovation, we see technology platforms gobbling up an increasing number of functions that used to be handled by, by human beings. And I think in light of this, it's a natural question to ask how much, if any, of the EA and office manager role is ultimately going to be consumed by technology. You have platforms like Superhuman and Calendly and Expensify who are now um, supplanting some of the work that used to be done by support staff. And we wanted to engage with Meg in an active conversation around whether we as EAs and office managers should feel threatened by technology or if we should feel excited about the additional leverage that technology can bring to the role. So... Uh, to, to start our conversation here, um, would love to ask if you, in your opinion, Meg, feel like executive assistance should be threatened by technology. I don't think so at all. Um, I think uh, the second half of the question is whether we should be excited about the additional leverage. Uh, that's definitely the way that I lean, um, just in my own experience. All of these tools that have come into existence in the time that I've been working in and out of the Bay Area have actually only like smoothed out the process in, in some ways. Things like Calendly, where you're able to like just book from someone's calendar without having to do, you know, 10 different email back and forths. Um, I don't actually mind like dealing with the AI assistant. Sometimes they're faster than the executive in real life. And mm -hmm. if you need to change something, then you can eventually get in touch with the real human. So 
Um, I would say it's like a balance between making things much faster and much easier on the person that's trying to do the scheduling and, you know, the, the detailed work. And it occasionally does get in the way. So I think there's certainly room for a conversation here about that. But I'm, I'm definitely not threatened by the technology. I think there's so many things that will always require a human touch. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's about finding the right fit for which platforms and which executive and, and your preferred working style. So when you think about all of that is encompassed in a support role, I mean, what do you think are aspects that can be more effectively transitioned to technology? Um, and what elements do you think will always require that human touch? Um, so I'm currently at Even, and I've, I've got a really wide scope for what I'm responsible for. It's a classic startup environment. I'm coming in with some basic skill sets, and they're asking me to cover that plus like 10 other things. So and just in the last eight months that I've been with them, I've really enjoyed um, like the, the, there's an app that's that can take care of like all of your facilities maintenance. So I have the same person that I can go to for our cleaning crew, um, plumbing, maintenance, lights, HVAC. So all of these like keeping the office physically functioning details, I just pass off to one person and I have a relationship with her and I trust her to execute those things at a high quality. Um, I've also really enjoyed working with like automated meal ordering where you can mm-hmm. have like a concierge that will you know suggest uh, menus and meals and book them multiple weeks in advance so you know what's coming and it doesn't require really any like hands-on um, for my role in particular. Um, and then there are some things where like you just have to have a human around like it's it's uh, kind of a necessity if you're speaking at a conference as an executive to have like your go to person there to help you stay on track and mm-hmm. have everything ready for you, point you in the right direction. I would say like board meetings. Um, you also like you just you can't have like a robot roaming around making things look perfect and reading the room, reading the people. Um, booking travel is also really tricky. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of plenty of ways you can hand that off, but if something goes wrong, I guarantee you it's going to be you, the human being, mm-hmm. fixing it at mm-hmm. the last second. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never handed off um, travel 100%, even even to a travel agency. That's just like the fallout for that if it goes wrong can be such an aggressive domino effect that I really prefer to keep travel to myself personally. Um, and then <laughs> actually expenses. Um, mm-hmm. As much as I would love for someone, not me, to uh-huh. deal with expenses, um, there's never going to be um, an AI. I mean, maybe not, maybe probably at some point there will be, but like the best example I have is like my boss went to Israel and came back with like a bunch of handwritten paper taxi receipts. Uh-huh. Like, tell me if expensive, I can scan that and auto load it. <laughs> right? <laughs> One day. Yeah. yeah. I hope. <laughs> I'm uh-huh. optimistic. I'm ready yeah. for that, but not right. yet. Yeah. For now, I think you need a person to, to look at those things and understand how to codify them and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. But there are certainly platforms like Expensify and SAP Concur that make that process way easier. Um, but what about, you know, you mentioned like the benefit of something like a Calendly, right? And that that's been a useful tool for you. But where do you land on things that are more subtle and more nuanced, like especially when it comes to the calendar, right? I feel like there's an incredible amount of nuance and subtlety in terms of understanding what an executive's priorities are, how those may be evolving, how that landscape may be shifting. 
And if you designated certain times as available, those things may no longer be in terms of the stack rank, you know, as uh, what they were the previous day or whatever, mm-hmm. things like that. So how do you feel like you can incorporate technology when you keeping in mind all of the nuance and subtlety of like something like scheduling? Totally. I can. I want to clarify, first of all, what I said. I like Calendly when other people have it. Okay. <laughs> and I would never use it for myself or my own exact uh-huh. for exactly all the things that you just mentioned. Mm hmm. Um, something could change every single day, and it usually does. You need to understand what the traffic looks like that day and mm-hmm. what they need before their next meeting. There are 25,000 things that any EA listening to this will think of as an example of exactly. things that could impact their Oh, schedule. there's a protest downtown for XYZ we just read about on mm-hmm. SF Gate. And, like, maybe right. Calendly knows that it's, like... <laughs> you know, Halloween and like Mm -hmm. maybe there's traffic for some insane parade, but it probably doesn't yet. Um, I could never, I could never totally hand off a calendar. And in fact, I don't, I don't, I would not prefer to hand off any of it. It's like Mm -hmm. an all or nothing thing for me. And that's Mm -hmm. actually something that I tell executives when I begin working with them or even in the interview process, every EA has a preferred style. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially if you've, if you've been doing it for a little, I guess for several years or maybe for several different executives, you know what works best for you. Mm -hmm. Of course, you have got to adapt to the executive that you're supporting. But for me, I always go in and I say, I would like to own your calendar. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it easier for me. Mm-hmm. I've had a, I've had negative experiences with execs that I've supported where they're poking around in there, changing things on their own without telling me. And it's it's a strange conversation because it's their life. Like, mm-hmm. I, if I was in their shoes, I would also probably be poking around in my own calendar because mm-hmm. it's my day. It's my time. Um, but... I really prefer for it all to be up to me. And so that that actually puts more weight on your shoulders because then you might get personal requests being routed through you because they're trying to understand, hey, what night can I go to, t- to dinner with my wife? Like mm-hmm. these kinds of things come into play when you ask for something like that. Yep. So calendars in particular, I'm, I'm like very precious about. I, I want to understand exactly where they're going to be and when and for how long and mm-hmm. maybe even how long on top of that if they're not, if they're not expecting totally. it um, yeah. because that's what makes me able to help them have a good day, have right. a productive day, and have the time down to prep for what's coming next. Absolutely. And I, I think that you know we can all agree that the single most valuable commodity to any executive is time mm-hmm. and prioritization. And so to me, you know, it seems like um, a tremendous liability to think about outsourcing that to some kind of AI platform that doesn't have mm-hmm. all of that um, the ability of, of operating with that level of nuance and finesse. Uh, it's interesting, you know, because oftentimes, like, we've been challenged. And I would say in the Bay Area, um, there's a very high standard and also a very high regard for what the executive assistant role is and, and how Certainly. indispensable that is. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we get challenged on this less in the Bay Area because there's more of an implicit understanding in this community of, like, how critical this function is. Yes. But... I've been to conferences and gone to like, you know, like where I've spoken with people outside of this sort of, you know, um, bubble. We're in a bubble for sure. We're in a bubble. And they'll be like, well, what's, you know, I don't get it. Like, what's the, you know, what's the point of that? Or, or, you know, really? Like their executive assistants are making six figures? Why? For calendaring? And and it's like only the most really redactive um, impressions of the role I think feel like this can be easily consumed by something like a Calendly, and this is—I mean, no offense to Calendly—I think it has its it, it, it has its place, you know, and it has its function. But 
I think if you're you're really only looking at um, the most basic of the role, if that's what you're thinking, that that's what it entails. Totally agree. Yeah, I, mean, I have people point out to me all the time that like I'm living in a bubble and that my understanding of a normal salary range is like completely wrong uh-huh. anywhere but here. And frankly, I moved back to the Bay Area because of how uh, EAs are respected and. Mm-hmm treated more like business partners mm-hmm. than as, you know, this this person runs my diary and picks up my coffee in the morning. Yep. It's it's truly like a business relationship. Yep. Um, you know, I have I have a master's degree in business. Like I wanted to use that when I exactly. came back from London exactly. and um, you know, I thought that the Bay Area would be a great place to do that, and I was not wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Yeah, and I think that's one of the um, elements that I'm most excited about with doing things like this, like like this podcast, like speaking with people like yourself, is that I really feel like it's an opportunity to actively elevate um, the perception of this role and help to really um, change people's people's thinking and, and the way that this role is positioned and perceived. So. Certainly. I mean, like, if you look at how assistants have been portrayed in movies, mm-hmm. you know, since they're color films, mm-hmm. it's it's uh, it's a pretty lady in, like, a, a, a pencil skirt pencil holding skirt. coffee and taking notes on a little notepad and uh-huh. being docile in the corner. Like, that's yeah. so not what any EA that I know in the Bay Area is like. Yeah. These are powerful women that are getting stuff done and like yeah. influencing leaders because yep. rightfully so they have a really good picture of like what's what's going, going on. on really yep. totally totally agree. So um, I think like going back to the the question of you know what's always going to require a human touch. I mean to me too. I think like just not underestimating how important it is to have that kind of champion in your corner too. And that so much of this role is also about um, giving praise or reinforcing positive things or recognition or being able to say, God, that was a tough meeting. Like, you know, yeah. do you need a minute, right? Like, I, I just think being a human, being being a human, right? Crazy. Like, crazy. Yeah. Be, being able to, like, have a personality and say, hey, as a fellow, like, human citizen being. of the earth, are you OK? <laughs> I did this to my doctor yesterday. Uh-huh. I calmed him down. And he was like, this is so rare. I'm like, I supported a lot of really stressed out executive guys for a long time. Like, I understand that, like, it's sometimes it's not OK. Right. And you, you know, you're allowed to you show emotion. And mm-hmm. It's, yeah, the, the, the human aspect to being able to look someone in the eye after, you mm-hmm. know, a good or bad thing and mm-hmm. say, like, how can I help you now? Like, mm-hmm. I am available to you. Mm-hmm. I I know a lot of ways that I can improve this situation. But, mm-hmm. like tell me and I you know that's what I'm here for yes I'm a person with compassion I'm just a person Mm -hmm. how about that yeah Yeah. (laughs) totally you know it's interesting we I was having a conversation with a a founder um, and uh, who leads a venture capital firm and he was talking about his criteria for his he's he's looking for an assistant one of his top criterion was someone who can just kind of bring some levity and warmth and support into the room and he said, you know, I just feel like sometimes I have to make my days can be really long and they can be tough and they're hard. And he's like, sometimes it's like I've, I'm coming up on 10 hours of just hammering out tough decisions, making tough judgment calls, being faced with critical, you know, whatever, deadlines, decisions, grave stakes, all this kind of stuff. He's like, sometimes I just I just want some levity, you know, yeah. like somebody that can just infuse a little bit of 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 
distraction. Especially you know? if that executive or that leader is like relatively young and not as like hardened to those yeah. long days of right. hard decisions. Yeah. It's it's I think it's insanely valuable for yep. for someone like a competent EA to be in the room. Yep. Much nicer than a robot. So in what ways has technology made your job easier? And have you also had situations where technology has failed you and actually made your role more difficult or created challenges? Um, I would I would kind of pull pull back to the the travel instance here. Uh-huh. I I got burned a few times thinking that like I had things set up on a travel app and that you know there was a, a magical travel agent in the background mm-hmm. monitoring the situation and like that was so not true. Um, I. I would, that's probably like the main reason why I never do it again. I only have to learn something once in this kind of job mm-hmm. before you're like, never mind, I have my established process. Um, so that was definitely a lesson learned in terms of trying to hand something over completely. Um, I, have, I have been slowed down by some platforms, especially in the facilities management mm-hmm. side of things, um, because if I'm if I need a plumber for something mm-hmm. that's happening in the office and it needs to be, it needs to happen right then, if I go to this platform and request a plumber, they actually take that request and they go out and like shop around, which mm-hmm. like that's great, but this is an emergency and it, that lack of like human understanding at mm-hmm. that point um, that can just kind of delay you. And mm-hmm. so often, more often than not, I'm actually googling like 24 hour emergency plumbers and like just calling them directly. So. Yep. Um, I, I find myself often like removing those kinds of platforms from from mm-hmm. my process. I just mm-hmm. jump straight from A to Z. But it's interesting, like the example that you gave of the uh, kind of interface that helps you to work with the you know the facilities interface. Mm-hmm. It's like on the one hand, the interface itself is the technology piece. I feel like they're using technology to, to connect to their to their client or to their user. In this case, yourself. But ultimately, on the back end, it's still people (laughs) who are making it work so the technology to me seems like more of a shell for just communication yeah Yeah, it's more of how you engage with it but people have still got to do the crunching like 80 percent of the time it's awesome because as i said i just email chloe and i'm like fix this and Mm -hmm. she's got it but Mm -hmm. it's like when it when it comes down to it the responsibility is mine, mm-hmm. and I'm going to always make sure that whatever happens is something that I can be proud of and mm-hmm. report back to mm-hmm. my manager with and say, this is what happened and why, and mm-hmm. here's why it's done. And, yep. um, that, that's, that, that's where you can't just like take a person out of the job. You mentioned you know, some different solutions that you've used. Um, you mentioned Expensify. Um, I'm curious to know, and I'm sure our executive assistant listeners are, are eager to know if you have any tools or specific um, platforms that you've found to be more useful than others or just ways of communicating more broadly? Um, well, we use Slack in-house mm-hmm. and, and we use it really heavily. This this company uses it for all of their communication. So like my inbox gets down to zero on a regular basis, which is shocking and also kind of fun, but then scary because I go to Slack and I have 25 notifications. So uh-huh. That's been a learning curve for me, frankly. Um, I'm I'm kind of getting to the point now where I appreciate it because it's got, it's just it's so transparent. Everything that's happening in the company is readily available for you to go find and read if you want to, mm-hmm. um, which is 
it's great in some ways and bad in some others, um, namely because it's up to you. Like the onus is on you to go and inform yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I do sometimes wish that there was like an email blast, but Slack is obviously an amazing tool. Um, and it's it's integrated into so many other amazing things at this point too. Um, we use Eden as our facilities maintenance app. Um, that's the one I keep referring to. Yep. Uh, I, I do really like them. I think... I think that they, they're a great solution for the right size and type of company. Um, I think they also like are really up for feedback and improvement, which is, which is always something nice when you're working with a relatively like new company because they are eager to figure things out mm-hmm. and find a way to slot in and you know, make it work for you. Um, and then we we use caviar actually for our caviar like, for in-house business. meals. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, caviar for business. Um, which is, I don't understand what's going on with Caviar. I think they've been acquired like three different times and they have, they're like attached to DoorDash now and there's like so many weird email blasts coming out about ownership and things like that. But I will say that the, our experience of the in-house catering has not uh, been impacted at all by anything that's happening behind the scenes there. Yeah. Uh, we have like really amazing professional like white glove service come in at twice a week and um, the food's always amazing, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, we're using Lattice actually for mm. our, for our performance reviews. We we just um, engaged with them a few months ago, and I I finished building the back end of our performance surveys and stuff earlier this week. So that was that was a big win for me getting that project off the ground. But um, in in you know doing like two weeks of work and four hours on Monday night, I I figured out the whole platform, and I am actually really excited to see how all of those come in. And I I like what I've experienced so far with them, yeah. and I've had really amazing customer service. Um, like our, our our account reps for all of three of these things I've mentioned, Have stellar. Been really great. Yeah, nice. it's 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 so much for me about who I'm working with. I don't care so much if like you have an ugly website or like they're occasionally late. If mm-hmm. there's like a human aspect to it and that person is available and mm-hmm. willing to help, mm-hmm. I'm going to stick with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to really mess up if you're just another person trying to do your job and you and we both want it to go right. Yeah, it, it, it takes a lot for me to say like I'm I'm done with you. I'm going to go start afresh with someone else that's kind of like the worst thing but there's always a time and a place for that too mm-hmm. you have to have standards yep so how do you see the support role and technology co-evolving i think um combined properly it can actually give eas more time to think about the little things to to think about those minutiae we were talking about in in a in a schedule and like a calendaring day being able to offload oh my gosh do they have you know is the food going to be here on time is the is their apartment going to be clean tonight where's um is is that jacket going to be delivered what is the seamstress saying there's like i'm thinking of random examples now Mm -hmm. but when you get you know truly stuck into um to an executive's life uh, varying levels of like their personal life will come into that kind of inevitably um if you're not worrying about some like basic logistical stuff constantly, uh, you can make their 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 life uh, totally elevated. Mm-hmm. It's smooth. They're not ever stressed about where's the car, what am I going to wear. That's that's the most like high leverage point that I have found with execs that I work with is when I'm not worrying about the big important parts like travel, wardrobe, prep time. Mm-hmm. Then I'm able to be like okay, let's get you a haircut this morning and let's make sure that like you're looking absolutely perfect. Let's practice what you're going to say for this thing. These are all examples, you know, they might not apply to everyone. Like I've been involved with execs where I am the one prepping them in that way. Right. 
probably other companies have like PR people that are doing that kind of stuff. But in my experience, it's, it's just being able to come to them again as like a human being mm-hmm. and say like, do you feel ready? Sure. Is this, is this a, a good time for you? And you know, that can be before a conference, before they're yeah. speaking, yeah. before an interview, before a board meeting, before they're firing someone. Like you never know. It's, there's, there's a million different examples of, of right. the executive going into a stressful right. situation. Right. So, yeah, leveraging technology to not have to worry about the things that just have to happen gives you time to worry about the things that are nice to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, I mean, what you're saying basically is to the extent that you can increase your level of bandwidth, then obviously you can in turn be that much more attentive and, and present for the execs that you work for. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. So what do you think are the greatest opportunities? Like if you were designing the next technology platform, where do you think are the greatest opportunities to really impact um, how executive assistants or office managers do their role and and ultimately relieve some of the um, kind of tactical burden, you know, that's on them. From an office manager standpoint, I can tell you that if there was a magical solution for, like, mail uh-huh. coming in for an office with more than, like, 10 people, you're going to get too much mail all the time. And I would love to see a, a magical solution for, like, mail sorting that requires very little touch from the office manager how do you think that executive assistants and office managers can continue to advocate their value and their purpose in an environment that's increasingly dependent on technology? And again, I go back to like some of the founders that we speak with and, and people that say, oh, you know, I, I, we don't need executive support. You know, we use this and that or, you know, I'm, I'm self-managed. That's my favorite one. <laughs> I'm very self-sufficient. Uh-huh. Um, Great. I don't, I don't, to me, this that's a totally t- different conversation, right? Um, so would love to hear your thoughts on how people can kind of continue to advocate their value and, and, and also kind of defend um, their worth in an environment that's becoming more reliant. Something um, that I, I picked up actually from working with a colleague at Paradigm, mm-hmm. um, she 100% of the time always books two flights. She always has two options ready to go, booked, and monitors what the cancellation window is for the second option. And when I was working in the same office as her, I watched her like three separate times be right by having that backup flight. Yeah. The executive's day and week, frankly, went totally up to plan. Without that, they would have been delayed two days or stuck somewhere overnight. Then the morning's meeting is canceled. Insane domino effect. Yep. I think by... I would say if if an executive asks you to trial something that could take work away from you, do it, but also still have your own plan in place. And all it takes is one example of that platform or whatever it is failing and you being like, no problem, here's your second confirmation code, please Mm -hmm. go to this airport at whatever time. Mm -hmm. Um, That kind of stuff, um, it just shows thinking ahead, which is like the number one magical quality that EAs have mm-hmm. is like mind reading, thinking ahead, being able to predict the future. Like there's the, you there's hear that all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's the, just it's this, the like, contingency plan. It's yes. always having the contingency plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in terms of like proving your value, uh, go ahead and try the technology and try the bots and stuff. All, all it's going to take is you being right one time and then being confident enough to say like, hey, we've had this learning. Like, we, we, we tried this amazing platform and 
what you ended up using was something that I made sure was in place and ready to go because Mm -hmm. I was able to check the weather. I was able to see that your train was late. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are obviously like travel specific examples, but (laughs) I I picked up some food off the ground after Mm -hmm. lunch last week as Mm -hmm. the CEO was walking by. Mm -hmm. This was not planned. (laughs) And he stops me with like this nasty wad of spinach in my hand like with no glove or napkin or whatever. And he's like, Meg, this is why I see the value in you being here all the time. Who else is going to pick up floor, pick up, pick up food off the ground with their bare hand. And I'm like, well, because it looks gross and I take pride in this office and like no Mm -hmm. one else is going to do it. So Mm -hmm. let me take care of it. It's like, it's, it's like, it honestly boils down to being the little things like Mm -hmm. wiping down surfaces and making sure that like when someone's, eyes are looking around the space that it's like clean and organized and Mm -hmm. in line with whatever the company value or mission is Mm -hmm. because it's like clean house clean mind like if if you're sitting Mm -hmm. at your desk and you're looking around to you know brainstorm or daydream if you're looking Mm -hmm. around and see like trash and weird food and just stuff everywhere it's how can you focus at least personally that, that I struggle with that so um, all I'm really ever doing in those environments is like creating space for 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 me to think clearly, mm-hmm. and that usually translates into like the office or the office space mm-hmm. um, being like a, a healthy thinking, growing environment. So, if there's if that kind of thing is ever replaced by a not human, that's going to be shocking. And then like maybe we should have this conversation again, but. I just don't see that happening. I I see so much value in in the human aspects of being an office manager or an EA. And anyone that thinks that they're, you know, self-managing or don't need that EA, they probably haven't had an EA before or, like, one that could actually change how they think about doing their work. Um, I'm not saying that to toot my own horn. I've, I've honestly learned everything that I know from women that work in the Bay Area. I've I've had the great fortune to like work alongside and under some EAs to some extremely high power people yep. that have been in the game for a long time. Yep. And <clears throat> excuse me, like they're the ones that showed me that like you have to go into these rooms super confident and you have to know what is going on and that's gonna require a lot of prep time and a lot of learning from you. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the value in having a person instead of a an email address, I yep. guess. Yep. Good support is absolutely game changing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys certainly know that. Yeah. Maybe we we do. Awesome. It's like, hey, wh- Siri, where can I find that email where they tell me what to wear and where the green room is and who I'm supposed to find to get mic'd up? Uh huh. No. Yeah. Not going to happen. No. <laughs> no. No. Not going to happen. So as we prepare to wrap up here, we have one question that we like to ask everyone, which is that if you could support, any, <clears throat> excuse me, if you could support anyone in the world throughout the course of history, who would that person be and why? <laughs> no one. That's no my one? answer. Really? I wouldn't support anybody but myself. Oh, my God. You're like the person in college that <laughs> says, like, write the essay on courage and then you turn in a blank <laughs> piece of paper. <laughs> I am so, <laughs> This yeah. is courage. No, I mean, I, I told you, I told you before we before we got in here. Like, I I, I had a gut reaction to that question. Uh-huh. I absolutely understand that. Like, the answer should be something that leads into a cooler, longer conversation. 
And I do have like backup answers, such as like Cleopatra. But 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 like frankly, if I was going to support anybody ever, uh-huh. like it would be like to go back to the beginning and support myself. Like to take mm-hmm. if I could magically keep all the things that I know now from like building up uh, mm-hmm. other executives, and if I could keep that information and rewind like ten years, mm-hmm. all I would do is make myself more high leverage. Like I have the information, I have these skill sets, uh, I have like the willpower, frankly. So that's that was kind of like my 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 gut instinct is that in in working with these you know amazing execs that I have had the good fortune of coming in and out of contact with in the last ten years. Yeah. Um, I have grown more confident in myself. I've I've found uh, outside of sport something that I can own and be really good at and yep. continue to improve on. And that was that was a big challenge for me, frankly, going from identifying as an athlete and like mm-hmm. having this one specific thing that I'm like pretty good at mm-hmm. and like I wanted to do for a long time. But when I walked away from that, I had you know some 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 skill sets that were applicable to the business world, and I was relatively organized and. You know, I, I entered the EA world uh, through you guys, actually, mm. uh, in, in 2014. And uh, everything I've learned since then has only made me feel more like I'm in the right line of work. And um, I, I feel really fortunate to, like, enjoy what I do and to be doing something that's, like, different every single day. Yep. Um, and I'm an office manager ma- now, but I've pretty much only been an EA prior to this. Yeah. So. There's there's a ton of overlap there, as you guys yeah. know. And I have to say that without the experience of being an EA, uh, I, I probably wouldn't be as good of an office manager as I am now because, like, I'm looking for the little things. I'm looking for things to go wrong, and I'm planning ahead. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for the experiences that I've had for sure. But if I could go back, I would only ever build up myself. That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Empower yourself <laughs> if you want to empower yes. others. Start with, it's, start it's with this. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like you got to, you know, love yourself before you love anybody else. Shout out RuPaul. But (laughs) (laughs) I I think it is so true. Um, Yeah. Thank you, Meg. Yeah, thank you for this conversation. It's It's been been great. great. Yeah, it's (laughs) been a lot of fun. Reach is brought to you by Maven Recruiting Group, who specializes in placing executive assistants and support staff to the Bay Area's most prominent executives and companies. You can learn more about Maven at www.mavenrec.com. Thank you.